Welcome to the F3 American Yammer podcast, where we give the men of F3 a chance to tell their story as they've transitioned from sad clown to high impact man. I'm Short Circuit, and each week I'll be joined by another member of F3 who is willing to step up and share his story. So without further ado, here's today's show. All right, hey guys, uh, welcome, welcome to the uh, the inaugural episode of the uh, American Yammer F three American Yammer podcast. Um, this is this is an exciting thing. Um, I'm, I'm kind of riding high on pure mountaintop glory, uh, we'd say. Um, this has been a, a few months in the making of being able to put together this podcast, um, and so I'm excited to be able to kind of present the the first episode. So. Um, so yeah, with that, we'll go ahead and introduce uh, today's guest is our uh, F3 Greensboro Nantan, Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy, welcome. Thank you, thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah. Um, so before we get kind of going with this whole thing, um, I'd like to kind of just spend a couple minutes talking about how it came about um, and, and just kind of dive into that a little bit. Um, so this, this whole thing started actually kind of in, in two fronts, it sounds like, when you and I were talking about mm-hmm. it. Um, First off, I, I approached Tommy Boy. Well, actually, we'll go, we'll go farther back. So last year in our, our weekly newsletter shenanigans, um, Tommy Boy put out a call to say, would anybody be interested in sharing their F3 story, just kind of written word? And, and I think one guy, yeah. one, one guy stepped out, and that was Nomad. Um, and he shared his story um, written, and it, it, for me anyway, it was a pretty, pretty incredible thing. Um, I really enjoyed hearing about him and I re- reached out to him afterwards and said, thank you for, for sharing, um, you know, kind of your backstory about who you were, um, and how you kind of transitioned. Uh, did you get any feedback, um, uh, from other guys? So yeah, well, from Nomad himself, actually, um, you know, the whole goal was, was anybody brave enough to be vulnerable? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Nomad stepped right into it. I, I kind of did EH him in the middle of a, of a five mile run. So he had nowhere to go. <laughs> <laughs> but, now you're uh, stuck. Yeah, but he was he was brave, and what I do know from him is that his lunch calendar filled up almost instantaneously once that issue of Shanigans dropped, um, and that kind of put us. I might be jumping too far ahead, but just kind of put us to the result that I'm sure you'll talk about mm-hmm. when you put the word out for asking uh, guys to be a part of the podcast. Yeah. He had a very similar similar response. He said some things and shared some things that just so many guys connected with, and it resonated within their journey and their arc, and they wanted to hear more of what he had to say. Um, not so much that he was an expert, but he had been there, done there, mm-hmm. been there, done that, and, and kind of survived to tell the tale. Yeah. And they were looking for someone to tell them their that version of the tale. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so, yeah, sounds like not only myself, but a number of guys, it, it resonated with their story. So I, I think that kind of brewed in the back. Um, unfortunately, he was the only one, I think, that, yeah. that stepped out and did that. Um, so it just kind of set for a little while. But I think that sort of kick-started this, this whole idea. So fast forward a little while later, maybe six months or so, um, you know, I'm listening to the, the <clears throat> excuse me, the, what's the, what's the dread in Doha? Uh, 43 Feet, sorry. Yep, 43 the 43 Feet, feet Podcast, um, listening to C-SPAN's Roundtable Call. Um, and then a few others and just kind of like, man, how could, you know, there's gotta be a way where we can kind of bridge the two. Aha. Podcast. <laughs> Perfect. So, um, I put the word out to Tommy boy said, Hey, you know, I've got this idea. Um, it seemed to resonate with him. He had already had, it seemed like a similar idea at one point. Yeah. I've reached out to, it was probably 18 months ago. Um, which is how fast I move. Um, 
and said something to Wojo for the same reason. I felt like the podcast medium was a great way to connect with other guys yeah. within the region. And then all of a sudden, these podcasts started popping up here and there and then died. Honestly, there's been three, at least three launches of an F3 podcast out of Charlotte or even one on the West Coast that involved the Charlotte crew that came and went mm-hmm. until our current iteration that you just mentioned. Um, and I just felt like... And still do. They're great when they're broad, like the roundtable discussion, mm-hmm. but uh, the 43 feet, I'll be candid, tends to get a little too specific in the Charlotte region. Sure. And that, to me, speaks to a, a, a great opportunity to fill in regionally um, stories of guys that we all know within our region. Yeah. Because um, it would be great to pick up the phone and talk to some of these guys in Charlotte that are sharing their stories, but I don't have that opportunity. Yeah. But I think, and I'm, I'm speaking for you, but I think what you and I both felt was that then let's just do it ourselves. Yeah. F3 is set up in such a great way that if two or more guys are passionate about something, then the goal of F3 is to help make that happen. Yeah. Well, and it's got that reverse flow incubator. Yeah. If you were to use an F3 term, right? It's got that sort of quality to it. So uh, you can pick it up and run with it immediately if you, if you want to. Exactly. So I put the, put the call out to him and then... We sort of broadly approached, like, oh, well, if anybody would be interested, and I'd gone to a number of workouts where we do the Circle of Trust, any announcements, yeah, well, Tommy Boy and I are doing this podcast. And after a while of getting only a, maybe a few guys, I decided, you know, I'm just going to go specifically to, to, to specific people and, and make this happen. So I intentionally went out, and we set a goal um, before the beginning of the new year, 12 guys. Mm-hmm. We're now at 22, 23. Nice. I mean, it just, it's taken off a lot more um, than I think we had intended. And so it's just really, uh, it's nice to be able to see the culmination of of this hard work kind of come together. And now um, here we are, first episode, and uh, I'm really excited to see where this is going to go. So the point of this whole podcast um, is really to um, give guys an opportunity. I mean, this is probably already in the bookend, but because it's the first episode, I'll go ahead and share it. It's really just an opportunity to give guys a chance to tell their sort of was now story, right? Um, we want to hear where were you at before F3 and and where are you now because of F3? And we want to see that journey. Um, so <clears throat> each week, um, I, your humble correspondent, Short Circuit, will be uh, going through and, and sharing with uh, or talking with another guy to allow him to share his story. So, um, So let's go ahead and just get right into it. All right. Um, so we'll, we'll go a little bit in reverse order. Let's do name Arama. Name, age, F3 name. All right. Corey Phillips, 43, Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy. Oh, anybody <laughs> call it out? Tommy Fist Boy. Bump. <laughs> Fist bump. Um, all right. So how long have you been Have you been coming out to F3? Um, and, and where do you normally post? We'll start with the first. How long have you been coming out? Yeah. So my first post was May 31st of 2015. Okay. Um, so this year will be... Uh, four years. Wow. Okay. Um, normally, uh, honestly, I'm I'm so easily persuaded. But normally, um, around the country park AO, mm-hmm. only because it's my backyard. Yeah. Um, but I, I love Friday nights at the or Friday afternoons at the Fringe. I love Thursday nights because it's unique. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that the the shortest answer is I go where I'm called, mm-hmm. and if I feel myself waning on rolling out of the fart sack or jumping out of the fart sack, mm-hmm. I'll pick something new mm-hmm. or candidly reach out to somebody like a crawl space who's got some crazy idea that I'll I'll follow. Gotcha. Okay. So you don't have necessarily, I mean, the country park AO workouts yes. seem to be sort of the best. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, 
personally, I'm a guy who's usually a little bit more fit to routine. So I have like my specific places, but yeah. And that's, I think that's awesome. Um, especially too, because you can, um, you seem to be kind of centrally located in Greensboro as well. So you can kind of make your way really wherever. Right. Yeah. I mean, and which is why I, I have no excuse not to go up and post a cadet lab <laughs> or sad clown killer, right. but it's just fun to, to, to take off Cecil. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, okay. So let's talk a little bit about some of your backstory. So tell me about, um, your fitness before you got involved with F3. So where were you at fitness wise? Zero. Uh, I grew up playing soccer. So mm -hmm. from seventh grade through, uh, sophomore year of college, I was 5'10", weighed 135 pounds, mm -hmm. wet wearing boots. Um, because I played soccer. It was nonstop. Yeah. And then, I was in design and quickly found out in college that design and soccer is not a, a sustainable schedule <laughs> course load. Right. And so I, I knew I was not going to be a professional soccer player in any stretch of the imagination. So I stopped soccer and stuck with art um, and, you know, picked up all the college habits, mm -hmm. uh, you know, drinking, partying, smoking cigarettes and fitness just fell by the wayside, you know, flash forward uh, 10 years Beyond that was living out west in Wyoming, mm. tried to pick up running here and there. If you're lucky, you get a couple of months of good weather to even run in before it's dangerous for ice. Mm. Um, and to say I was running is a joke, <laughs> thinking about what I what we are able to do now. I believe it's pronounced yog. Yeah, it was yogging. <laughs> Silent J. Yeah, it was, it was horrible. Mm. Um, so, yeah, um, that I, I, was, I was not fit. I was, I was overweight um, health-wise. I was pre-diabetic. Um, I had had a, some blood work done the year, this December before I started F3. Mm -hmm. I was pre-diabetic. Um, all my numbers were, were not good. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say they were off the chart, but they were not good. And um, it, it, was, uh, it was kind of scary, but yet, and the weird part of it all is I did nothing about it. Mm -hmm. Even though my dad had recently had had open heart surgery. Oh gosh. So yeah, high cholesterol, blood pressure is stupid. Um, yeah. Okay. There I was. All right. So yeah, I can resonate with you on the soccer thing. It's like when you're, when you're playing soccer, man, best fitness ever. Yeah. Right? And you're constantly going, but yeah, the moment you stop it, other things crowd in typical college party habits, yep. things like that. And then next thing you know, there you are. Um, tell me about your, your fellowship before you got involved with F3. What were your, what were your, what was the nature of your relationships like? Uh, it was pretty textbook as far as F3 terms. You know, my friends, I did have close friends. So Polar and I were great friends and I mean, still are. Um, <laughs> Not since <laughs> F3. Except that day. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I, I related really well with him, you know, kind of dry sense of humor. But honestly, beyond that, um, it was my wife's friend's husband's mm -hmm. Um you know, connections at work and, um, not that they were bad friends. We just weren't authentic as we, as we are nowadays. Um, they were, they were great surface friendships and I'm not speaking about polar, but you know, it was one, I had one friend, one true friend. Yeah. Um, and even guys I knew because of polar that I now know because of F3 were great guys, but I had no true connection yeah. to them and vice versa. Yeah. Um, I was very much a pleaser. I would mold myself to fit into a situation, even if it was detrimental to me. Mm. Um, and, and that, that put some scars on me that I don't think I, I know I didn't realize were happening. Yeah. Uh, I did whatever I could not to, 
not like the you know after school special kid that tried to make friends with everybody to be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just kind of put on that sad clown mask yep. of all right if I act this way then I'll get through this next five minutes and and um, maybe it'll earn me another five minutes with this person. Sure. So that's yeah. that's probably the best way I could answer it. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it probably resonates with a lot of guys, and that is, I mean, myself included, right? You get a lot of, you end up with a lot of these, what do they call them, the, the relationships that'll, through the sifter. Yes. Right? And it'll just fall by the wayside the moment something really starts to come up. So. Yeah. Okay. So, that's uh, great that you at least had the one true, the one lane, <laughs> the one true friend. That's right. right. Um, and, and a number of, uh, you know, kind of vacuous, well, I don't want to say empty, vacuous relationships, because that, uh, it's a little... And maybe puts it on the other guy. They were incomplete. There you go. There. Yeah. Thank you. Um, okay. So a number of those. So your fitness is not not where it needs to be. Your mm-hmm. fellowship is really one one solid friend, and the other maybe incomplete relationships. And then finally, and this is I know this is always kind of seems to be a little bit of a contentious thing regarding faith in F three. Mm-hmm. What do we really mean by that? So I'll I'll open it up and be broad. Sure. Um, I'm not speaking to any one particular religion, but having said that, if you do or are a part of um, any type of a religion, you more than welcome to speak to that. So where was your where would you say your faith was before F three? Um. So what I love about F three is that the faith component is is broad. Mm-hmm. Uh, the simply put, the idea of F three and the faith faith in the F three context is that it's believing and recognizing that you're a necessary part and a valued part of something much bigger than yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that could be anything from just being a good person, helping others in need, to uh, being a part of a, of a faith community and everything in between. Yeah. Um, to answer your question specifically, I grew up in the Methodist church, okay. uh, in California and moved here. We quickly found a church home that in 86 that I'm still a member of. Awesome. So as far as being a member of a faith community, um, that was always, I guess I'd use the word no brainer. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean that for better or for worse. Um, I did it because I I was a part of it because I got value and felt more complete because of it. Mm-hmm. I also just did it to to do it. Right. Um, I kind of had I wouldn't say it was an epiphany, but I'll use that word um, in Wyoming, where I, I, somebody a buddy of mine had a bumper sticker that said, "I'd rather be on the top of a mountain thinking about God than being in church wishing I was on top of a mountain." Mm. And so. For the eight years we lived there, I'd say six of them I spent not a part of any faith community. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was a member of a Presbyterian church, and I really had great connections there and enjoyed the, the community and the pastor, and that was great. However, I was the guy sitting in church looking out the window. I was, would have rather been on a mountain bike or hiking or skiing or, or on top of a mountain just you know absorbing it all in, thinking about my relationship with God. Yeah. So... Um, from 2000 to 2008, mm-hmm. I was looking, but without any real intention. Gotcha. Came back here, rejoined the church I grew up in, and felt like a stranger in my own land. Mm-hmm. The halls were different. The faces were older, different. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I I was definitely just going through the motions at that point. Gotcha. Because okay. I knew that I was supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> I'm using air quotes on the air, microphone. <laughs> I knew yeah, that I'm supposed to. Yeah. No, that, that phrase, I, I'm supposed to do this, I think can, I mean, I don't know how many guys out there have probably gone through that same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, well, this is sort of the faith that I was 
kind of handed. Um, this is the, the faith I've grown up, grown up with, um, whatever that looks like. And so this is what I'm supposed to do. Absolutely. Um, and very much, a, as you pointed out, kind of going through the motions, just, I'm just kind of, kind of waiting on this. All right. So, so your fitness is lacking. Your mm -hmm. fellowship leaves something to be desired mm -hmm. and your faith, um, for, for lack of a better term, maybe, maybe seemed a little, um, maybe a little empty, maybe a little searching, a little uh, yeah. going through the motions. Yeah, it was bit. definitely, it was incomplete, unfulfilled. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, um, kind of with all of that in mind, how would you summarize your life? You can use one word, you can use a whole sentence. How would you summarize your life before F3? When you think about it. Yeah. I would, the definitive sat clown. <laughs> I, I don't think there's any way, any reason to go any deeper. I mean, it's just the, the definitive sad clown. Gotcha. The outside, you'd never know the difference on the inside. It was like, what is this all about? Yeah. Oh, okay. I definitely did not guide you that word. <laughs> <laughs> I can vouch for that. It's not paid. <laughs> all right. So, um, all right. <clears throat> so we've learned a little bit about where you were before. Mm -hmm. All right. So, so who, who, EH, who EH'd you? Uh, it was a dual front. We were on a, a camping trip and Stretch put the bug in my ear first. Uh, just very casually shared uh, part of this workout group, you know, and I, it was so funny to look back and read things like free to lead and hear other guys' stories. I mean, I hit every marker for him to turn around and say, Oh, here, I hear your excuse. And here's my answer. <laughs> you know, let me get in shape first you get in shape to come out and get in shape or, you know, it's too early. What else are you doing? Um, I don't have the budget right now to spring for a gym. Oh, it's free. Um, so once or twice, I, I will, Twice or more, I can definitively remember several occasions, but he hit me up very casually. And then out of the blue, short track, mm -hmm. um, called me. It was probably like on a Wednesday or something. He said, what are you doing this Saturday morning? And I, you know, I was like, nothing. And, and he was like, you know, bear trap set <laughs> and said, great, I'll be in your driveway. Uh, you're going to come with me to uh, Inside Voices. Okay. So those two guys together... Um, Put a solid EH on me. Okay. All right. So you had those two. Um, and so, so it sounds like Stretch just kind of, you, you were already going to church with him? Is it something? Yeah. The three of us actually all go to church together. Okay. And um, and our wives are all buddies as well. Okay. Um, through the, this camping trip we go on annually. Gotcha. All right. So, so we got Stretch and Short Track. And they're kind of putting the bug in your ear, and then Short Track really pulls the trigger and says, "I'm going to be in your driveway. I'm going to pick you up." Yep. All right. Uh, all right. So, so you first posted at Inside Voices, correct, on a Saturday. Yep. Um, how did that go? It was horrible. <laughs> like I'd rather have invasive dental surgery <laughs> than what I experienced that day. And Kilowatt was the cue. I'll never forget it. Uh -huh. um, and I'm sure anybody could say the same thing. Yeah. Kilowatt, you know, this beast of a guy. But yeah, very unassuming. So I walk up, I was like, all right, this is great. And we start doing warmerama. And I'm thinking, we're just going to do jumping jacks for an hour. It's like, all right, I'll, I guess this isn't so bad. And that quickly changed. Yeah. Um, so to me, it felt like 10 things all lined up. It was like uh, Wojo calls it a parade of horribles. Mm -hmm. And that's what it felt like. We did cinder block work and it was a, a clock style workout. So we moved as a group from one number on the clock to the next. And it was a series of reps of exercises with cinder blocks. And I just kept looking back where we started and thought, all right, four more stations, three more stations. Don't throw up two more stations. <laughs> and we got back to the station and then the dreaded rinse and, and repeat. repeat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I was like, this is crazy. Um, and then when that ended, 
he, they yelled, and then they went into overhaul. We went through the full rotation, and then it was sprint workout. And I must have looked horrible because I remember being like sixth or seventh in line, and it was two lines dashing out to a to a tree or whatever and back. Yeah. And I was like, well, I played soccer. I can sprint. I still have a sprint somewhere buried inside of me. And the guy behind, yeah. <laughs> and the guy behind me, I couldn't even tell you who it was, tapped me on the back. He's like, take it easy, buddy. <laughs> So he saw something on the outside that I didn't even know. And I'm thinking, dude, I got this. And I took two steps and about fell on my face. Um, so it was more of a jog yeah. to the tree and back. And um, that was devastating because I used to be the fastest guy yeah. on the team, mm -hmm. hands down. Mm -hmm. And um, so that was a very real moment. However, the magic of F3 set in immediately yeah. where it was like it didn't matter. Yeah. Um, guys saw the effort and they celebrated the effort and they, they reminded me that effort had been made. Yeah. So I didn't even have a moment to feel bad. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was, it sucked. The, the Mary, I don't think I did anything in Mary. Um, <laughs> so it was horrible and it was horrible for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. All right. So that's, I mean, that's, that's fantastic. I mean, to hear, I have a similar, similar experience myself just with going through the first time and it being Oh, this is terrible. But the, you know, the point that you brought up there, which I think is so impacting is, um, you know, you, you go out there and you think, oh, I got this. Mm -hmm. And then the moment it sets in, like, no, you don't got this. Yep. Um, but then to see like, you know, you, you would, you would probably dog on yourself. And so you would expect the guys around you to start throwing shade as well yeah, and just kind of rib on you the whole time. But most of the guys, maybe in your experience as well, for me, they never did that. It was always mm -hmm. like, nope, keep going, brother. You're doing great. You know, you're working hard in this. And um, to the point you brought out, you know, when they recognize like effort is being made here, like this guy is really trying. I think that really, um, it sets a tone in, in your own life as well as just realizing, man, these guys are not gonna, they're not going to leave me back where I was. Yep. Um, you know, they're, they're going to, they're going to push me. Um, but they're not going to leave me behind, which is, which is a great thing. It sounds like your story really, really had that, which was good. Oh yeah. All right. So, um, <clears throat> so we've gone through your past or was, mm -hmm. we've talked about your, your first experience. You've been doing F3 almost four years now. Right. Um, so let's, let's kind of reflect and, and talk now. So where are you now? Right. So we're going to, we're going to move into the, to the present. Where are you now in regards to your fitness? Um, and if you could compare, you know, your previous fitness with now, what would you say about it? Uh, a whole different person. I mean, definitely, and it's been echoed, I think, all across F3. Um, best shape of my adult life. You know, 43 now. I was 39 when I started F3. Um, best shape of my adult life. You know, I, I was very fortunate to tap into some, some great things that F3 has to offer through the packs. Mm -hmm. And so that compelled me to do things like, you know, I lost 45 pounds and in about six months, seven months, um, had blood work done my 40th birthday. Everything was great. Um, no longer pre-diabetic cholesterol was, was excellent. Blood pressure was phenomenal. Um, and still is. And that was, you know, three years ago. So, uh, you know, I'm dragging it out for no reason. I'm in the best shape and the best health of my adult life. That's fantastic. No. All right. So, uh, where are you now regarding your fellowship? Um, you talked before about you really only had one one true friend. Yep. Um, I guess you could still probably only say, oh, I've only still got one true friend. <laughs> He's my best friend. <laughs> Forever. Yeah. Uh, but 
Yeah. So, so where are you now in regards to your fellowship? Not only, not only within F3, but yeah. then outside of F3 as well. Yeah. Um, and it's so funny because those two between the, the second and third F, that line is so blurred uh, without, to me, it's no longer about numbers. It's not how many friends do you have or whatever? Um, my friendships are authentic and, and deep. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's a, that's been a real blessing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm held accountable by my friends, uh, by the packs. Um, and I have an invitation to do so for them as well, even if they don't want it. Uh, and, and that's a two-way street. <laughs> you don't know what you signed up for. <laughs> that's a two-way street. Um, but it really, it's crazy to look back and think that what I had was something that was bringing me any resemblance of authentic friendship compared mm-hmm. to what it is now. Gotcha. That's great. Um, so fitness is, fitness is through the roof. Right, your fellowship is more authentic, and that's that's kind of the key piece right there. Mm-hmm. More authentic mm-hmm. friendships, and I think that's something that you know a lot of guys in general don't have before F three is those authentic friendships. There is something to be said, I think, about going out every morning and um, to your point of you know, your story, kind of laying it all out and and being humble, being humiliated at a few points, being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. That really kind of builds that um, those friendships that truly are authentic because you you know. When you're out there and you have yep. to do this workout, you have nothing to hide behind. Right? Exactly. So, um, okay. So your, your fellowship is, is now growing. You're accelerating in that direction. And then finally, um, you, know, you talked a little bit about kind of just feeling this sense of unfulfillment, going through the motions with your faith. Where are you now in regards to your faith with F3 or through F3? Yeah, uh, it's a bit of a copy of an answer, but it's authentic. Uh, I get to live it out. Um, I'm presented with opportunities to live it out, whether it's a mission service aspect from that Butt Fumbles put together um, or uh, just, I don't know, I, I guess the best way to put it is I, I have a new lens with which to find opportunities to live holistically, yeah. if that makes sense, without being too big. Um you know, I could rattle off some things I'm a member of or a chair committee, whatever, whatever, but none of that really matters if we're not in action. And so being put in a position to be encouraged to be um, active and seeking out opportunities is yeah. where I find myself now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a whole different, I, it's, it, it, I don't have that bumper sticker anymore. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't dream of being on top of a mountain. Yeah. Um, rather, you know, to put it in a spiritual, a Christian spiritual lens, um, it's it's one thing to sit around and say that you're racking up goodness points. Um, Whatever that means. Right. <laughs> but I've realized that we're already, like the party's already here. Yeah. We're already at the party. Um, it's like the, the brother of the good, of the, of the prodigal son. Mm-hmm. You know, he sees his father run to his, his son mm-hmm. And and celebrate the fact that he's back home after being gone, mm-hmm. and the, the son's like, I've been here the whole time, and I've and he's talking about the goodness points, and the dad basically turns around, and he's like, "They're you're already at the party." Yeah. So F three was has woken me up to the fact that I'm already at the party. Yeah. So so now what am I going to do? Yeah, that's great. That's that's fantastic. I mean, that, I think that kind of summarizes my next question too. Was like, <laughs> how would you summarize all of this? Ah, uh, yes, um, with lots of words. <laughs> now, you you brought up something uh, that I think is really good, and that is kind of the intentionality aspect, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you could really say that across. I, I think all three of those things because you have to be intentional about 
you know, your fitness, you, mm-hmm. you, you even brought up, you know, you were previously a soccer player. When that stopped, it went off a waterfall. Mm-hmm. Right? And mm-hmm. <clears throat> your, your fellowships, if they're not continuing to be grown, um, they can, they can stagnate. They can die when you start, when you stop becoming vulnerable, when you stop becoming honest or you stop being honest. Right. Um, and so being intentional about those things, it sounds like, you know, for you and your story, that's, that's kind of been a big thing is it's helped you to, what's the word? Accelerate. Ah. <laughs> ah. Um, you know, it's helped you to accelerate these yep. particular areas and specifically in the faith aspect. I mean, being able to tie it back into, um, you know, the prodigal son realizing, you know, this isn't, this isn't one versus the other. This right. isn't racking up good points versus being a slob. This is, you're already at the party, um, you know, and you're, you're going to continue to move in that direction. So, I mean, that's, that's fantastic. Um, so I guess thanks, thanks first off for, for sharing that. I mean, that's, that's yeah. an incredible story to hear, you know, sort of where you'd come from and, and where you are now. And, and that's really what we're, we're hoping to get out of this podcast is guys, you know, sharing, like I was in this really kind of dark place and yeah, and it doesn't always have to be dark, right? It doesn't always right. have to be really detrimental, but I think we would all agree. Every guy who signed up for the podcast would agree. F3 has made some dramatic impact in my life in some aspect, whether that's my fitness, my fellowship, faith, all three or, you know, whatever the case. So, um, so thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll, we'll kind of leave on a, a couple of good notes here and that is, or maybe funny notes. What's, um, what would you say is maybe one of your favorite memories of F3? <laughs> if, if you, I'm sure being Nantan, being around for almost four years, you've probably got some good ones. What's one that's kind of stuck out with you as being like just a chucklesome moment? You want, well, I'll give you two. Uh, one is not chucklesome, but it's the reason that I, it, it summates what we've talked about. Yeah, yeah. And I've shared this story with multiple guys, um, but it, it's the reason I'm still in F3. Uh, it was July, the year that I started. So just a couple of months in, I was not seeing or feeling, experiencing benefits of F3. Um, Stretch had, had EH'd me to be a part of a virtual 5K on the 4th of July, mm-hmm. meaning you could run it wherever and send in your time. So I, I trained for a 5K, which, again, sounds really weird to say where I am now, but it's a really real thing, right? I mean, we're, we've all had to train for a 5K, and some of us are doing it right now. So I was in that phase of my journey, and my goal was to run the 5K two laps around Country Park and not stop. Um, and I did it and that was great. My second goal was to not post at the 4th of July convergence. Mm-hmm. Um, I legitimately was going to lie and say, I didn't bring my gloves, even though they were in my truck and, um, say I was going to go home and get them. Yeah. And I was literally never going to come back to F3, mm-hmm. uh, at least in my mind. Um, and so I shouted out, you know, worst Hollywood actor ever. Hey guys, I left my gloves at home. I will go get them. Oh no. Yeah. Before I made it within arm's distance to the truck, somebody said, I've got gloves, you know, you can you can wear mine. And it was Daphne, who I didn't know, other than, you know, he was the Merkin machine that he still is. So I was a little pissed and I was like, All right, fine. Um you know, thanks, buddy. And I took his gloves. And because I had his gloves, inherently, I just worked out the entire time beside him. Mm-hmm. It was, and I felt very awkward. But watching him work out, immediately the tapes in my head were running. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy's stronger, faster, you know, better looking. Uh, he's got a sweet car. I bet his wife is incredible. Uh, probably makes $11 billion a month. <laughs> but, but these stupid self, self-doubt self tapes are playing yeah. full blast in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, into the workout comes, you know, I was smoked, uh, um, and I wound up beside him again in the COT because I had his gloves, so I gave him back, and 
you know, the whole time I look back at it now and he was nothing but encouraging to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was too blind and deaf to hear or see any of that. And Circle of Trust came, you know, name Rama, blah, blah, blah. Any announcements? And Daphne stepped forward and said, a lot of you guys know that my son has been struggling. Um, and that's all he could say before emotions took him over. And uh, another PAX member, um, Gunny, mm. stepped out and shared the rest of the story. And I, I think you have him lined up, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to get into it. But it was a very vulnerable moment. And I felt horrible mm-hmm. because I had put this guy on a pedestal that was not fair for him um, and that he didn't deserve to be on, meaning nobody can be on that pedestal. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the, that's the self-doubt within me, those tapes that were being played. And so um, that was a big slap in my face of like, how dare you, A, doubt yourself, but B, assume it. Everybody else is perfect. You know, that, that saying about you never know what personal hell somebody else is going through. Mm-hmm. So you lead with love. So I found the courage months later to approach him and thank him mm-hmm. for being open and vulnerable and let him know that that had an impact on me. Because I never, if I couldn't help it, miss a day after that. I mean, I was full throttle F3. Yeah. So that's my favorite memory. My funniest memory is all because of Cecil. Um, <laughs> we were doing some random workout and it was right after the Twitter handle heard at F3 had started. Right. And Oh, this is going to be, I think I know which one this is. It's going to be juicy. Fia was pretty new or starting. There were mumblings of Fia starting in Natville. Mm-hmm. And we're in the ball field at Cornwallis Nightmare doing pickle pushers, which is hands down my favorite <laughs> exercise because of the story. <laughs> and I'm, we're grunting it out and Cecil's right beside me. And we're hammering out pickle pushers. And he says, do you think the Fia version of a pickle pusher is to just lie on your back and act disappointed? <laughs> it was my favorite moment when it comes to humor and so i immediately went home and like fired that off to her at f3 and f3 nation Mm -hmm. replied to the tweet and said we refuse to comment because this hits too close to home (laughs) so to this day we still bring it up and every time i talk about it it makes me laugh so that's definitely my my funniest F3 memory. Oh my gosh. Well, I'll have to thank Cecil for that one. Yeah. Um, likewise too. That's, that's an incredible first story you shared just about uh, Daphne. We do have him lined up. So um, Daphne, if you feel comfortable and you're listening, you'll have to share that. Yeah. Um, but having said it, I mean, that's, that's really incredible. Given the fact that you were fully intending never to come back. Yep. Like, I'm, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to be involved. Um, and then to see like one guy's, opportunity one guy's uh, vulnerability mm-hmm. right? the, the choice to be vulnerable in that moment really turned your life around regarding f3 and, mm-hmm. um, so I, I think that's that's really incredible so is there anything that you'd like to share um, any any quote any any thoughts that you have that you'd like to share with the packs um, before we end no pressure right I, I think at the end of the day it's very simple you know the hardest part of any f3 workout is putting on your shoes, um, you know, showing up is 99% of the battle. Um, and I, I think that there, what's great about F3 is, is that there's nothing wrong about how you approach it. You know, there's guys out there who lead at home and at work Monday through Friday, nine to five, and they just want to come out and be led. Mm-hmm. And queuing is not on their radar, although they will queue if asked enough. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that's wonderful. I think that, that if the, that there's an opportunity for those guys to come out and fulfill their uh, their whole self by just being led sometimes is yeah. beautiful. Um, watching guys who, you know, myself included, that never saw themselves as a leader, um, realizing that leaders doesn't mean being the fastest, being in front, being the strongest. It means just following through on a calling that you have. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's a wonderful thing. So my, my point is that, um, you know, I think we were all, whether you call it God or the universe or evolution or spirit or energy, we're all uh, designed for a very specific purpose. Mm -hmm. No two guys can cue the same. Mm -hmm. No two guys lead the same. Um, it's all about showing up and being authentically you um, in any aspect. And that's way easier said than done. So to avoid speaking in platitudes, um, the best advice I can give to anybody is when you are surrounded by a group of guys who are driven to be high impact men, dare to be vulnerable enough within that safe network to try something new. Um, and I don't want to say what that means because it's up to the 1200 plus guys in our roster to tell us what it means yeah. and to show us what it means. Um, F3 works, God knows why, <laughs> but it works. And, um, you just got to put on your shoes. Awesome. Well, Tommy boy, thank you again for, um, for being part of this, this inaugural kickoff podcast. Yeah, man. This has definitely been a blast and I'm, I'm really looking forward to um, kind of the rest of the season, seeing where this goes, but I thank you again for your time. Well, I'm thrilled that you put on your shoes. <laughs> this is great. I mean, it was something that I had brought up to Wojo a long time ago and I never took it anywhere. And so when you spoke up, I said, let's, you know, yeah, do it. <laughs> so this is going to be great. I'm excited to see the ripple effect that this causes. Absolutely. All right. And with that, that is the end of our first episode. Thank you guys so much for listening again. Um, we'll be back next week with uh, our next guest. I'm going to keep it quiet for now. Um, but thank you very much again, and thank you, Tommy Boy, and we'll, uh, we'll see you guys in the gloom. Thanks for listening to this episode of American Yammer. If you're interested in sharing your F3 story, reach out to us at f3americanyammer at gmail.com. Again, that's f3americanyammer at gmail.com, or on Twitter at f3americanyammer. Until next time, stay sharp, and we'll see you in the gloom. <laughs>